What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I am your host and coach, Josh, here with my co-coach and co-host. KG, and I'm in the house. Coming at you with another amazing episode of Mailbox Monday. We do apologize that last week was a tad delayed. Um, we we're just trying to find you know, the correct URL. We've been porting a URL over. It's been a whole mess. But if you haven't checked out the new website already, definitely be sure to check that out. It's the first link in the description down below. Um, you know, There's lots of amazing things to see there and a really exciting opportunity that you know will only be available at that link. So make sure to take advantage of that and check that out. Uh, without further ado, let's hear the quote. So, uh, and first of all, I'm really happy with the way the website turned out. Like if you guys take a look, you know, it, it's always tough when you, when you put in work and work and work and work and you don't really see that end result. And then finally seeing it come together, we did hire a, a graphic designer or just say a website guy, sorry to do that. And I feel like I can relate that to your fitness journey as well. You know, sometimes you put in the work, you put in the work, you put in the work and it's just so rewarding when you see that final product or that end result. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how I got into fitness and talking about this, but it's just cool when you look at and I'm like, wow, this website looks amazing. So please check it out, look it over, send us over some feedback. We'd love to hear from you about the website. We're just really, really happy with it. And uh, yeah, now into my actual quote. Hope is not a strategy. That's it. Mm. I got that from one of my clients this week, Jocelyn. She wrote the coolest vision board I've, I've ever seen for fitness. Huge shout out. Maybe we'll share it on our story or something so you guys can check that out. But, you know, um, I just thought this was like very simple and just very effective. And I was like, wow, that's a very, very good point. I think she got it from one of her teachers growing up. And I just, it's one of those things that, you know, you, a lot of people say, oh, I hope to be able to, you know, run a marathon or to lose 20 pounds or to, you know, make my first hundred dollars online or like whatever it is. But at the end of the day, um, I can also relate this back to, uh, you know, something that always sticks in, in top uh, at the top of my head from Ty Lopez. It was a strategy on how to kind of properly execute things. You know, he had the KSE principle, which was first acquire knowledge, second, get the strategy. So K S and then E is execute. And a lot of times, usually the execution is where a lot of people fail, right? So a lot of people will spend hours looking online for how to figure out how to lose weight or how to get started on their journey. They kind of come up with a strategy, but then they never execute, right? So strategy and execution is obviously the biggest thing. So, you know, hope is not a strategy. You got to figure out how are you going to do it? You know, what's your game plan? And especially for clients who sign up with us, their strategy is usually just signing up and, and taking the guesswork out of the process. And I just think it's huge. You know, she's committed to six months of coaching with me, which is awesome already just absolutely crushing it. And it's just a good reminder, you know, hope, hope isn't enough. You know, you got to have that strategy in place. You got to execute and you'll be good to go. I love that that's Kyle's quote because, you know, it's super convenient because I actually listened to two different sources, you know, that basically were saying the same thing today, which was, you know, you can't just sit around and hope something will happen to you, you know, that just someone will discover you and something amazing will happen or that your situation will get better. It's just not a reality. You know, you truly have to go out there and, you know, make things happen yourself. And action truly is what evokes change, not hope. You know, at the end of the day, We've said this many times, you can wish, 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 hope, 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 uh, but it's not going to happen unless you take meaningful steps. And that's why we really encourage you, you know, if you wanted to start a business, you know, ask yourself, what can you do to get moving now? Even something as small as picking a name or doing a little task uh, relative to it. Or if you want to lose 400 pounds and you're severely overweight and you don't know where to start, start by going outside on a walk, you know, do something, do a meaningful action that really, 
you know, removes just hope and start with these little actions and ask yourself, you know, how can I do more action? How can I build on this? How can I take it to the next level? And I love that you paired it with online coaching because people reach out and they're like, I'm tired of wasting my time. I'm tired of spinning my wheels. I want to optimize this. And it's such an easy way, you know, to actually take action by having someone really help you out. And it's just the same. Like if I'm like, oh, I want to fix my car, uh, you know, it'll never happen because I'm going to do it. But yeah. I can just have someone help me out and expedite that process. So I think that was a wonderful quote there. Yes, sir. Now for my quote, I have stopped being afraid of what can go wrong and start being positive about what can go right. You know, we can have a par- uh, what's it? Analysis by paralysis. Paralysis, yeah. Paralysis by analysis. I think I got it backwards. Um, but you know, too many of us, including myself, can have that. You know, where you, if you're the type of person, you know, even myself, I'll think of every potential outcome. You know, if I do this, what are the 120 ways it can go wrong? What are the one that can go right? And you know, sometimes that can really, you know, paralyze you in your decision and not make you want to take action. Whereas, you know, even all the things I've done in my life, there's probably millions of ways it could have went so wrong and not worked out. But you know, even when things don't work out, it's just an opportunity to learn and grow. And you know, you can't expect to have a perfect record. You know, if you're only aiming for perfection you're you're going to fall short and you're going to be disappointed you know failing is good as well and it's just about taking action you know taking chances and by thinking about what can go right and focusing on that you know you can really craft your vision and your destiny based on that you know if you're only thinking of negatives and even you know frameworks like we had someone share in the coaching group Kyle was letting me know how they said uh you know they shared that they only had 40 minutes or something to oh, do yes. the workout. Yeah, it's 35 minutes too. 35 yeah. minutes and yeah. that they were disappointed themselves because the gym closed. And, you know, Kyle was like, hey, man, like that's a win. You know, yeah. you still did it. You you changed, like you went in there, you got it done and you took advantage of what you could. Other people may have just left. And he's like, you know what? You're totally right. So, you know, try and really... Sh- uh, shift your own framework in your head to think of positives, to think of wins, to, you know, think of good things along the journey and don't just dwell on, you know, the negatives or the, the bad things that happen. Cause you can really get kind of stuck in that and beat yourself up when there's, you know, so much good to be seen and had. So that's yeah. my quote for today. Yeah. And it's funny. Uh, cause, uh, you know, I messaged him huge shout out to Corwin, you know, two weeks into his journey, already quite a few pounds down and awesome just guy, man. Shout out to you. So cool. Always shouting out the podcast. Really appreciate that as well. Um, but he's messaged me back, you know, you're so right in the past when I realized there was 35 minutes left and the gym was closing, I would have left and I still got it in, even though it wasn't the greatest workout, still got it in. And it's, it's about just shifting your mindset. And, uh, you know, I thought that was huge and I'm really glad Josh, Josh brought this, brought this up. And, you know, it's kind of funny cause, uh, this, um, the other day, so I, I decided, you know, I'm going to go to the drag strip and, you know, race my, I got, you know, we told you I got that track Hawk, uh, 717 horsepower. So, you know, just it's meant to be on the track. Right. So then Josh was asking me kind of like, Hey, like, you know, what about this? Like, do you race these people? Do you do that? And I'm just like, no idea, no idea, no idea. Right. So it's kind of funny because then he's like, Hey, you you know, bringing us back to that quote, commit now, figure out the rest later. Um, I know this is a very different quote to what he was just saying, but it was kind of like, um, just reminded me that, you know, a lot of times and a lot of things we do, like, is just try to become uncomfortable. Like, you know, just do things that, you know, even if you don't know the final outcome, just think of the positive that's going to come from it. And even uh, a few people brought up to me when I said I was going to do that, they're like, oh, what about insurance? Like, what if you get, you know, into an accident, you know, it's not going to cover. And I'm like, listen, I don't live my life like this. Like, I feel like one of the best traits is just kind of committing now, figuring out what, you know, the rest later. And just a lot of times, if you're kind of just so stuck in like worrying, 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 thinking about that negative thing, negative things are going to happen. You know, there was a really good quote saying, you know, when you, it's, it's easy to spot a yellow car when you're looking for a yellow car. It's easy to spot a bus when you're looking for a bus. 
and it's easy to spot an opportunity when you're looking for an opportunity. So one thing I've tried to do over the years is just shift the mindset. And like, if I'm always looking for positive, you know, good things out of people and just new opportunities and growth and all this stuff, it's going to come in abundance. But if you're always like, ah, you know, thinking of that negative, man, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be, uh, you're not going to be living the best life. So yeah, that was a great quote, dude. Yeah. And even in the thoughts there, you know, I, I was also, I've, I've watched a bunch of different content recently from different sources. I like to, you know, get motivation from a lot of different people and depending on my mood. And, you know, I think everyone has so many amazing things to offer. So I like each source, you know, for different things, but they were saying, you know, not to dwell on these little things, these little mistakes, like it's just not worth giving your mental attention. And the one tip, the, the one individual had was if you're worried or upset about something right now that won't matter within like two years from now, why are you even thinking about it? Like who cares? And, you know, looking back, even me and Kyle were joking the other day because we went out and we, uh, you know, had this opportunity to film this really random thing with this one dude. And, you know, we did it and we're like, whatever, you know, and it was in retrospect, it's kind of like, why did we yeah. even do that? But it was, it was fun. And like, we, me and Kyle have done a lot of really dumb things and a lot of really fun things and great things. And, you know, at the end of the day, I can't say I really regret, you know, any of the moves we made in our business. We've, you know, in retrospect, I think they really, you know, shaped our experiences and understandings now. And, and every negative, there is a positive. And, you know, going on with the thoughts in the book, I was reading Tools of Titans. Um, he was saying how Jocko Willink, this one ex Navy SEAL type dude, anytime like someone comes up to him and says something negative, like, Kyle came up to him and he's like, Jocko, your basement's flooded. He would just say good. Um, and that was kind of his thing. You know, he would just say good and he'd, you know, try and say, ah, it's a negative. What can I make the most out of it? You know, how can I make this good? So, you know, I even put that big on my uh, goals board for the month, you know, just, just saying good. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of bad things pop up, a lot of negatives pop up, but like, how can you use it as a lesson and experience to grow? How can you use it to challenge yourself in new ways when you're inconvenienced, when one door closes, how can you find another one to open? So, you know, if you can really just make yourself impervious to the negatives in life the best you can and really to understand they happen because they do, you know, sad things happen, bad things happen, things break, you know, people fall through, people suck. It, it can happen. But at the end of the day, it's a really small percentage in comparison to how much good there is. And even me and Kyle can, you know, we'll I'll be on YouTube looking through comments what we used to more so. And there'd be 99 amazing comments, people pouring out their heart, you know, yeah. just saying how much they loved everything. There'd be one really like bullheaded, dumb comment, you know, someone just trolling and it would really work us up. We'd get so angry. It's all we'd think about. And you know, it's something I've had to work on, but now I've gotten past that. And I'm like, I'm not letting this 1% dictate 99% of my thoughts, right? So I guess for everyone, you know, I know not everyone here is a YouTuber and such, but yeah. you know, you have to think in life, like what are you wasting mental space on? What, you know, bad things are happening that you could just say good and move on and reshape uh, and kind of challenge yourself? I love that, man. I just, yeah, it's, it's huge. You know, every single day I'm learning about the power of your mind. And if you have an extra few minutes, like I think, it's so powerful. Like, you know, even sometimes if I'm getting some work done, I know Josh does this, just having one of those motivational videos in the background. I feel like, you know, some people may be like, oh, it's not going to do anything for me, but like just a couple minutes of just something positive versus like what, what's going on in the world versus like, you know, um, your boss coming up and just demanding, like just frustrating you or doing different things. Like it honestly, if every single day you do 10 minutes of that, it's just crazy. And we're doing this literally every day for over an hour. Like I'm, I'm in the gym. Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast. I'm driving to the gym, listening to an audiobook. I'm going home. I'm reading for an hour. And it's just like, you know, obviously that's 
uh, I'm very lucky to be able to do that. But if you're even just spending half of that time or even like a quarter, like, man, the way that your life is going to go is going to be just insane. And, uh, and even to add on, sorry, yeah. but uh, I know you're big on this as well. You know, we're really big believers in what you put in your body will, you know, dictate how you look, how you feel and how you perform. And your mind is the same way. Like, even if you have a horrible home situation, like some of my clients be like, my family isn't supportive of my goals at all. My friends aren't supportive and don't understand my goals. Like it's important for you to fill yourself with some positivity and you know, negativity might be there and you might not be in a position to cut out that negativity, but there's so many sources for inspiration, motivation. If you're listening to this right now, you're already doing a great job and you know, we really do hope and we get a lot of messages showing it that, you know, when everyone's listening to this, you leave feeling motivated, inspired and educated, you know, and that's our goal. And we're just one example of that, you know, a motivational video can be another thing. Uh, you know, someone you look up to another podcast, another motivational video, like find different ways to balance out any negative, you know, with positivity or, you know, just enabling thoughts, you know, when you when you're if you're around with 10 people that have done something incredible, you'll be a lot more inspired to do something incredible. Whereas if you're around people that are just complaining, you know, filling their mind with nothingness or, you know, watching the news all day, I know that's a big thing, a good tip I saw, you know, it's just try not to limit your time with the news. And as silly as it sounds, you know, they're just trying to really kind of generate moral panic, uh, you know, utilize like, you know, scandals and make the most of everything and make you fearful and uncertain and scared. And it's like, why do you want to fill your, your head with just that, you know? Yeah. So really try Try to make sure just the same as you, your body, you're really taking in good content as well. Yeah, it's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. Um, sweet. So jumping into our client shout out for the week, um, I'm going to be shouting out Lupe. Lupe. Lupe the man. Uh, he's been with me since uh, December now. So that's been... Uh, Lupe you know, Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco. I always I always go back to that. Every time I see his message, I know his last name's, you know... Um, uh, I'm not going to say it obviously, but it's just, it kind of <laughs> reminds me, I don't want to, you know, overstep or anything, but, um, it's just pretty cool. Like he's been with me for over nine months. He just committed to another six month term for coaching. And, you know, I highly encourage, like, I just think it's so amazing. So first of all, talking about his results, like he's lost over 40 pounds now, which is awesome. But like the biggest thing is that he literally looks like a new person. Like every time he's posting selfies, like, you know, from his workouts, he, he runs a really cool, um, Zumba studio. Uh, um, and, and just, you know, obviously the way that he's looking is like having a huge impact on his business and just how he feels and his confidence. And I think that's the biggest thing. And people are always complimenting him now. Like once again, over 40 pounds is, is a big loss, right? From 260 to 220. Um, and he's got some even bigger goals to get, you know, into the low 200s within the next few months. Um, but he's just been so committed, you know, he's lost so many different inches. He's put complete trust and faith into the process and he just he's never going to go backwards and I think that's where you know of course I've helped people lose 40 pounds in three months and like different types of you know it depends on the person and everything but the main thing is this is such a new lifestyle like I do know that a lot of times even people who lose let's say 40 pounds and like very quickly like we've had people message us hey how can I lose 40 pounds in a month it's like they end up putting it back on, but like this is a new lifestyle for Lupe. He's never going to go backwards. He's got just so many different habits ingrained. He's able to enjoy fun foods on the weekend. I see a lot of times he's, you know, just able to post, hey, I'm having a drink with friends. I'm celebrating here. Like, and that's the type of life we want. We want it to fit everyone's lifestyle. And even for him committing for this extra six months, like I do know some people leave and, uh, you know, as much as we can teach them um, or even just in, in general, when people don't have that guidance, they can slip up very easily. So he knows the power of accountability. He's done great. I'm just excited to be working with him. He's a really great guy. 
That's awesome. Yeah, big shout out to Lupe. Really excited for him. You know that he's going to have six months of accountability, and he's just going to reach new heights, which is amazing. Seems like he's always progressing, which is just phenomenal. So the first question out of the mailbag is, should I never train a muscle two days in a row? What do you got to say about that, KG? I don't know, man. Like, it's uh, – I, I try – I definitely try not to. I don't believe – like, I think it's – um, I think it's one of those things that, you know, if you can avoid it, like – We've talked a lot about different training routines and all that stuff. Um, I just believe that you should be giving yourself at least 24 hours, maybe even more to recover, you know, sometimes even 48 hours. I would never do legs today do legs tomorrow what I do maybe one or two back exercises today yes I did that and I'll probably do it again tomorrow I think it's very situational depending on your goals but I would definitely like you know Josh crushed back today he's not going to be coming to the gym tomorrow and doing more back I think it's one of those things that like if your goal is muscle gain and just actually like you know getting the most out of your workouts and becoming stronger and and, and just having a developed physique which like 99% of people are trying to do um, I would personally stay away from it and try to structure you know at least the the two muscle groups back to back that's just my personal thoughts some people may agree some people may disagree but I try to avoid it I know when I do have that extra day I'm recovered better um, I can perform way better but once again you know it's it's situational in my opinion yeah it's not that you can't it's just it's kind of pointless like it's like why would you you know like if you had to or some people I know are really tough about it for instance the way my schedule works uh, sometimes I have to go to the gym Monday through Friday if I'm doing something or I'm away on the weekend uh, so, you know, it is what it is. And because of that, some days I have to bench press two days in a row. Yeah. Now, is that optimal for muscular development? No, because yes, you know, you're ripping fibers. You want to let them recover, you know, so you can grow back stronger. But my primary objective with the bench press is strength. And, you know, strength, a lot of that comes from volume. So a lot of active volume. So for me to hit my numbers, some days I do have to do it two days in a row. Uh, once again, in terms of muscularity, it's just not ideal, but I do need to for that reason. So to say you can never do it, I know some people are like, I can't. I can't do biceps today. I did back yesterday. I did it a little bit there. Like you're not going to die. You're not going to break. It's just unnecessary. Just the same as people want to train abs every day. There's just not really a reason for it. And you know, it's just the same as saying like, you know, could you drive to work, drive home, drive to work again, just for fun? Like, sure. Like if you want to, you know, you can do whatever you want, yeah. but it's not like you're going to inherently break if you ever have to. And just the same, you know, don't be so scared to train because of soreness. If you're so sore, you can't even like breathe or can't stand up. Uh, you know, maybe you're doing something wrong or it's your first week of an intense new routine. Uh, but I, a lot of the time I hear I can't do legs today. My legs are too sore. And, you know, soreness is truly just inflammation. You know, it's inflamed muscles. And a lot of the time just getting moving, getting blood flow is one of the best things to break soreness. You know, when you're really sore, it helps even to go for a walk, to move a little, to be a little less stiff because you're going to supply more blood flow. And just the same, you know, I've had to do squats many a time when I'm insanely sore. And, yep. you know, you shouldn't just be incredibly scared or, you know, unable to work out because you're sore. Um, but that's a whole different talk. Yeah, no, I love what you said. Like, especially, you know, for us, we have control over our schedule. So it's, you know, um, I just it's not what we program back to back. But like, especially for a lot of people who ask, I feel like they you know, they may be working out from home with lighter dumbbells. Like, are you going to get hurt or is it going to be, you know, a bad thing to do chest back to back with like, you know, the 30 pound dumbbells you have at home? Like, you know, I, I don't think so at all. Like, you know, you're totally fine. Or, you know, sometimes people are doing body weight stuff or just like, you know, it, it, there's a lot of times where even like just from, you know, uh, helping so many people in person where we'll, you know, be like, hey, listen, it's it's totally cool working the same muscle groups back to back. Like, um, I just think, you know, you don't want to be that person who, 
is just always, like Josh said, scared and like, oh, you know, I trained legs two days ago and now the doms are, are, are hitting in and now I can't do it. It's like, no, like you're fine. Just push through. Usually it ends up feeling way better. But, you know, obviously if you have control of your schedule, you know, separating it a bit, you know, if someone's just doing full body workouts and they, they happen to not be able to work out in the morning or in, during earlier in the week, but then later in the week they have a couple free days. Like I'd rather you get that workout in than skip it just because you're training a muscle group two days in a row. Like it's, it's, something that we need to think about is, you know, it's definitely situational, but uh, this is a really good question, honestly. And next up, number two, this was from uh, my client Courtney. She asked a while back, but I thought it would add a lot of value for this mailbox Monday because we've been asked it quite often and uh, just by a lot of people in our podcast group. And, you know, when she posted it, she got like six thumbs up. Once again, if you haven't uh, joined our podcast group. It's cool because you get, you know, first access to uh, just the links, you know, the new episodes. And it's just, it's a cool community. We're looking to do more stuff with it. But for now, just join and, you know, join the party. So, what is the best way to increase weight at the gym without being too scared of breaking something? How do you know when to increase the weight and by how much? So, for us, what we like to do is we like to program by RIR which is reps in reserve. So let's say, you know, we give you three by eight with two RIR. So, you know, we want you to, you know, leave two reps left, gun to your head afterwards. That's how many reps you can do. I think a lot of times people are either always going to failure or they're actually pushing themselves way too little, right? They have 10 reps left in the tank. They think think it's good enough for them. So for this certain scenario, one of my favorite ways to kind of, um, you know, just test it out is just give it a shot, right? If you're doing, uh, you know, a goblet squat, let's say, you know, 45 pounds, and you feel like you got two reps left in the tank, go for the next one, okay? If it just feels like, and, and I'd, I'd highly encourage you filming yourself as well. So if you can see that, you know, your back's turned around, you're leaning over too much, like maybe it's, it's, it's a good time to step back. But I'd say just go for it and just make sure you're keeping everything tight. What do you lose? Like, you know, obviously if it's a deadlift with like way too heavy weight, that's one thing. But for general exercises, you know, squat, like accessories and stuff like that, you'll be good to go. But if you are having trouble progressing and getting to that next weight, I do find one of the best things you can do is just slow down the movement, right? So if you're at three by eight and you just, you don't feel like you're comfortable getting to the next one, what you can do is just focus on the eccentric, like three to five seconds on the way down, make sure you're controlling, do the exact same rep range, and then do that for a week or two. And you should be able to, um, progress like after a while to that next, um, to that next weight. Um, but I just, a lot of times it just comes with the feeling like, you know, um, how do you know when to increase the weight and by how much usually I go for like an extra five pounds. Um, whenever I do want to improve, I don't think, you know, you should be doing anything more than that. Sometimes 10 pounds, if you're just starting a program or if you're just like seeing crazy gains. Um, but sometimes there's just that feeling. And the truth is that, you know, if you're always evaluating like every week or two, like, okay, can I go up a bit more? You will get a lot more out of it. There's a lot of people who just stay at the same weight, and they just, they, they stay there for the rest of their life and they're never challenging themselves. So I feel like as long as you keep your form tight, it's, you're always going to get benefits from just trying to push a little bit more. Yeah. You know, as a personal trainer in particular, the one thing I can let people know is, you know, from my experience, personal training, rather, uh, you can do a lot more weight than you think you can. And I would say 95% of people are going far too light, um, and not challenging yourself enough. Bear in mind, you know, your brain, your body, wants to keep you safe it wants to be smart and it's going to limit you from doing dumb things you know ideally if our brain's working effectively and that's why usually like oh we don't want to hurt ourselves we don't want to do this uh but because of that i'll get videos you know somebody will say this is rir1 they'll send it i'm like oh you could do like 10 or 20 more reps yeah. probably you know and even with personal training like with clients i'd set their weight and they go no way i can do this. this is too heavy i normally do 80 and you gave me 120 and i'm like let's see 
and they'll do it completely fine and perfect. And, you know, a lot of time it's getting out of our own way. And let's say you do go heavy, like Kyle said, and you're aiming to do eight reps. You went a little too heavy, you do four, and you feel like you're just about done. You could only do one more. It's okay. You're not going to die. Like you just, you overshot a little bit. Just pull back, go to the lighter weight. At the end of the day, you know, you have to play with it. You have to get to know yourself. And part of working out is actually restructuring your brain to be more accepting of this pain and this desire to push through and to grind in the gym. You know, it takes time. It's a muscle you have to flex. And, you know, me and Kyle will always say, you know, some people have it and some people don't. And some of us have to work harder to get to it. But, you know, pushing yourself close to your limits and knowing truly what your limits are, especially in terms of powerlifting, like, you know, doing really heavy singles, you really start to find out it just takes time, you know, and earlier on, you know, we self guess, we don't think we can do as much as we can, you know, in particular, a lot of the women I train, you know, just, you know, there, there's so much rhetoric about not being strong, or, you know, you can't be strong, or women shouldn't lift heavy, you know, from the past that I think even though now that's very disproven, and you know, women are very accepting of lifting heavy and challenging themselves, in particular, like women are beasts, you know, when when a woman's on and they're crushing it, you know, I'm just so proud of them. And it's amazing to see what they can do. It's just sometimes you can get in your own way, you know, you can be kind of scared to up that weight, especially if you don't have an athletic background. But when you do, you know, it's just going to reward your reward big dividends, you're gonna get stronger, you're gonna see better results. And, you know, don't be scared to be strong is my big takeaway. So if you feel like you've been socking a bit, and you know, you can get in the gym and increase by two and a half to five pounds on some of your movements, go ahead, try it out, see what happens. I think you'll love it. And I think you'll see more results because of it. Yeah. And you don't even have to increase, like, let's say you don't have to increase for all the sets. Like, you know, sometimes what I would do is just increase on the last set or like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, just, or even on the first set, you know, if you're able to just slowly introduce that heavier weight, feel good, you don't have to do it for the full amount. Right. So, um, even past that, one of the biggest things is, you know, even don't, don't hesitate to ask for a spot. You're always going to feel more confident. You know, if you're referring to maybe the, uh, squat or the bench, just having someone there guiding you, you know, make sure they don't touch the bar. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. You ask someone for a spot for bench and they're holding on to it for dear life. And I'm like, get your hands off the bar. Um, but even, you know, if you're someone who's just getting into close grip dumbbell press, like you're a woman, especially just having someone there, making sure you're not going to be able to drop, you're not going to drop the dumbbells on your head. Like, just don't be afraid to ask someone that looks like they know what they're doing in the gym for a bit of, uh, you know, support there, because you're obviously not going to be able to break anything if you have someone there for you and they're going to be able to just be there to support you. So, you know, you don't drop the, you know, you, you don't fail on the squat or drop the bench press or the dumbbell, um, the barbell on your face or anything like that. So yeah, this is a really good, really good question. Yeah. And just the same, if you have gone heavier, you've been doing it for a while and you're getting a little slack and you notice your form is really off or it's not quite there. Don't just keep doing it. You know, put the weight down, go a little lighter, rework that form. You know, um, even for me for a while I was benching, you know, I got up to a really good weight. I was really comfortable. And then before you know it, you know, way, way back in my journey, then you're slamming your chest or you're an inch above your chest or you're cutting corners, right? At that point, you got to say, no, I got to drop it down and do it right. You know, there's some little mistakes people make and even mistakes I still make that I'm working on. Like when I do hammer curls, um, you know, I have a tendency to shrug up my trap as I curl. Uh, just to do, give me a little bit of aid in that movement. And that's something I try to work on, you know, making sure my scapula is depressed and I'm really just getting contraction through the bicep. And just the same, Carl is such a good example. You know, if you start arcing your back too much, if you start hooking forward, using your shoulders to get the curl done, like the body's smart. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. Your body thinks you're just lifting something in terms of survival, right? It just wants to help you lift it. And because of that, it's going to do whatever it takes to lift it. And if that means cat backing a deadlift, you know, having your back all the way bent, 
to make the ROM as short as possible, it'll do that. You know, no matter the cost, it wants to get <laughs> it up, right? But you have to retrain yourself to lift in an optimal way where if you're training for strength that you're, you know, moving the most weight you can, or if you're training for composition that you're, you know, squeezing and stimulating yourself the best you can. So just a fun little side thought. Um, this is a question I just put in because I liked how you added on with the slow negatives. How can I get more out of my sets? And I just have a few quick examples of things I like to do for a little bit more. Uh, so one of the first things and that I've really liked to, especially with deadlifts, or any movement in general, if you want to improve your grip strength, this is a fantastic tip. On the last rep, just hold it for a little bit. If you're deadlifting, just stand up there for 10 seconds, work the grip. Just the same with the dumbbells. You know, if you're using heavy dumbbells, try holding them at the end of the set for just a little bit. You know, this is going to represent a farmer's carry, and this is going to give you a little bit of an edge. So that's my number one. Number two is a really slow negative on the last oh, rep. Yes. We've always loved this, and you know, I know one of us is training hard when we do this. If I'm benching and I'm hitting heavy dumbbells and I bang out my eight reps on that last eighth rep, I'll just try to count to 10 as I go down on that negative and really rip up the muscle fibers and make the most out of it and just make it extra tough, you know, fighting that gravity. So you wanna extend on that, expand? Yeah, I mean, that's like just, I, I knew as soon as he said this that he was gonna mention that because like it's it's one of my favorite things to do, you know, especially on tricep push downs, especially on bicep curls, like, you know, even shoulder presses, you know, you, and this is a good addition to, you know, maybe um, in, increasing your weight at the gym or to getting used to increasing your weight as, you know, you do the first set, first half set with, you know, just regular reps, and then you start to slow it down halfway through. But, you know, especially on that last rep, it's just when you're fighting for dear life and you have like, you know, 80 pound easy bar and you're just controlling it, it really tears up those muscle fibers and really helps you get a lot more out of that set. Like, it's just funny, just that one last rep. Sometimes we're bench pressing, you know, we'll hit, hit some nice pauses on the last you know very last one we'll pause for like 10 seconds and it's just funny because you know most people can't you know it's a lot of their their mind usually is already given out but i'm like nah i got this but i just feel like that's a great one um did you other great yeah. ones are drop sets super sets yep pyramid sets you know i people will overuse these too so be careful but you know, for one movement to do a nice drop set, bang out some more reps, you know, especially for more of the hypertrophy or, you know, muscle specific work, it's a great thing. Uh, you know, pyramid steps, running the rack, doing all these different little things, you know, doing it for one of your exercises can really make it spicy and make it fun. Uh, so that's another good yeah. little addition you can do there. And that's uh, just a reminder to do this, you know, pick one exercise. Uh, and, and this is a good challenge for the week. Like within your exercises, use one of these protocols we just listed. Um, and just and just try it out for one exercise. I think a lot of times people get carried away, especially when they get started or when they just finish reading Arnold's Encyclopedia. And then every exercise they're doing something till failure or something extreme. And you know, even for there's specific exercise you should be doing stuff like this for. Uh, uh, and and there's specific that you sh you shouldn't. Um, but you know, it's a good reminder. Like even 21s for bicep curls. Like you know, and instead of just doing regular hammer curls like for fun, switching to 21s is like just a fun way to finish your workout and just feel like you absolutely destroyed it and just get gain so much more confidence and you know these are really fun so try it out and once again if you're really stuck like what should i be doing in the gym what's best for me i'm following someone else's routine when should i use these and if you're like oh this is too overwhelming uh, and you want to take it to the next level we'd love to help you do that you know we make some really mean custom programs specific to the individual you know specific to you where do you need to improve what's the time you have what like experience level are you because you know if you put two individuals in a room they're going to need two completely different routines and that's something we're 
we're very passionate about. So, you know, if you want to take it to the next level, definitely click the first link, check out the new site, and you can learn more about coaching there and how to get started. We have a really exciting opportunity, so don't miss out on that. First link in the description of this podcast. Yeah, so right now we're just doing a case study essentially for our new Polish Physique um, system. We're looking to take on a certain amount of people, test it out, work out the kinks. It's going to be awesome. You know, it's obviously you're definitely going to be charged for it, but the thing is we're only taking on a limited amount of people for this and we just want to give you that opportunity so if you've ever been wondering hey man i I should sign up for online coaching and 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 just like you know when's the right time now is the right time reach out to us our website's there hit us up on instagram let's just have a conversation let's go back and forth let's see make sure that this program is the right thing for you and uh, you know we appreciate every single one of you and we're looking forward to helping you Every single person that's listening to this get in the best shape of their life. That's awesome. All right, next question from my client, William. How do you know when you reach your goal in your fitness journey and what do you do next when you do? And it's funny that we got asked this because so many of my clients are like, okay, I've reached my goal so fast with you. Like (laughs) I've reached my one-year goal in like a month or something, you know, like what the heck should I do now? Or like what's the next level? And I love this question because these are the problems you want, right? You want to be succeeding so well and so fast. And I think that's what's amazing when people sign up and we really get in there and we fix, you know, the mistakes or the errors that people have had in the past. I just love seeing how amazed people are at how great it is, especially, you know, as sad as it is, so many people are getting scammed. It's even funny. um, One fitness guy we know, Mario, I didn't show you yet, Kyle, but he sent me a link. Uh, to a video for an ab cream and half of the ab cream is literally like videos of me and my abs and they're trying to sell oh mario sent you that yeah and they're trying to sell like this cream right so funny and this nonsense and i'm like what the heck like you're not going to get quick results from this in any sense of the way right like this is insane you know so people are buying things like this making mistakes like this going for quick fixes and you know the worst is you know when you do this you want to see change you're in a good position you're ready to do something different and you know people try and scam you and it's so upset and that's why I love when people sign up with us and we truly get them in the best shape of their life. We get them the results in the bodies they never thought they would have or they never could have. And, you know, it's just one of my favorite feelings. So I thought this was such a cool question and I know you have a really good answer for it. Yeah, so I responded to him. You know, I just, I just wanted to get it out right away. But, um, you know, I said I got an easy answer. You always set bigger and bigger goals and you're never done. And I was going to leave it there, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to expand a bit. Once accomplished, For example, weight loss, strength gain, you set an even bigger one and work towards that. If someone loses all the weight that they want, then maybe they'll focus on a muscle gain phase after. So, you know, I just, I, I feel like one of the biggest issues is people just become complacent. They, they set a goal. A lot of times people set very small goals, truthfully. And that's our job, mine and Josh's to be like, listen, you set a goal of 15 pounds. Like, you know, I know exactly what you want. And just from the wording that you use, I know you want 25. Let's go for 25. And just seeing the belief that there's someone else, like just realizing someone else is cheering for you and knows like what you want. And like the best thing is like just the best thing in the world. But even like, um, for this, you know, specific question, um, one of the biggest things I always do is like, even before I reach my goal, I'm already thinking of that next goal. Um, and it's just, it's, I feel like a lot of times people are like, Hey, I've lost 10 pounds. I'm done. Cool. Awesome. Then they go back to their old habits. Then they go backwards. So just always having at least one thing to strive for. It could be, um, a specific deadlift that you want to hit. It could be a weight loss goal. It could be a muscle gain goal. Like that's, what's going to keep the fire under your butt. And I truly believe that's what keeps like even myself eight years later, 
Josh, eight years later, there's always something we're working towards. And when there isn't, that's when I skip my workouts. That's when I'm demotivated. That's when I don't like the gym. So like just always continuously striving for something bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger is, is the number one thing I have to say to this. Yeah, you know, as humans, I truly believe one of the best ways to live a fulfilled life is to feel challenged and to grow and to see development and change. And, you know, growing is just such a fun thing. And, you know, it's also important not to only become obsessed with the result, uh, but to really learn to appreciate the journey. You know, the truth is you always want more. You always set bigger goals. And that's great. I think that's very healthy. But it's also important that you don't place precedence on, you know, only when you achieve this goal or only when you get here. Uh, And we talked a lot about this in previous episodes, but I also wanted to make mention of that. But I think it's also important to know that goals are fluid. You know, your goal of becoming fitter, healthier and happier will change so many different ways. You know, you might get super into riding a bicycle and, you know, hitting new PRs on riding a bike or running or strength training or muscle building or shredding or whatever it is. There's so many different ways to have fun with it. And just important that you're working towards something, you have something to achieve it, you know, gives you extra motivation and improves your expertise. And at the end of the day, you just got to learn to appreciate these different goals and to keep it as interesting as you can for yourself. Because if you're interested in your journey and you're invested in your journey, you're going to see a lot more change than, you know, someone who's just going to the gym with no purpose, no goal, no reason. That's when you're going to skip workouts. You're not really going to do much and you're going to end up in a worse path. So, you know, set little fun daily goals. You know, maybe your goal is to do your first drop set this workout, or you have huge goals, or you want to hit a new PR or or whatever it may be, you know, goals are just such a great catalyst for, you know, motivation and grounding yourself to your journey. And it can be so powerful. And that's why we're such a big fan of them. And even one of my clients reached out and he's like, what are some good goals like for me to set? And I'm like, well, like, what's your why? What do you want to achieve? And he set some amazing goals, like lose an inch off the waist, start the process of a muscle up, you know, and grow any size on his arms, like just little things too, because when you see these goals and if you're looking at these goals daily, which we highly recommend, you know, you're going to start taking more actions to make it happen. For instance, if my goal was to get bigger arms and, you know, I'm doing my workout today and it comes to the arm portion, I'm all tired from doing all the heavy work. Um, I'm going to be like, I can't skip my arms. I'm going to blast my arms because I want to, I want to see them grow. I want to see this change. And that's why goals can be so grounding. Yeah. It's, uh, I think a lot of people skip this step and, uh, you know, I've kind of unfortunately gone through the path of just not really having things here and there. And I just, man, I feel it when you don't have that beast. When Kyle has, when I got a goal, I'm on fire when I'm not, I'm going to say, eh, I'm not going to work out today. And you know, it's just, it's one of those things, even like bringing back to my client, shout out Lupe, for example, you know, he's 40 pounds down. I say we got about, you know, just over 20 more until we're, we're at that sweet spot. And if I had said, hey, Lupe, you know, we're going to reach it literally probably within the next month or two or probably about month and a half or two months, which is awesome. Okay, cool. We're done. Awesome. Good stuff, buddy. You know, take care. But I've already started talking about the goal afterwards and and this is what's going to keep the fire going and keep people excited and keep you going on your journey. Now we're going to do a muscle gain phase like we're going to start I could tell he loves, you know, just trying to put on some size to his biceps, his arms, you know, his his legs, all that stuff. Okay, let's focus on that next thing. And I think it's just so important like even before you do reach that destination to to have a game plan after, right? Because once you do reach it, you think it's going to be the best thing in the world, you celebrate, you're happy and it's going to be like, okay, you know, awesome. The journey was the best part, like Josh said, but then just knowing what's next. And like, even, you know, um, when I've hit like my heaviest numbers in powerlifting before I hit those numbers, I was already like, I already knew the game plan of what I was focusing on after. And that's what usually keeps me going. Um, instead of just like waiting for that, you know, goal to be uh, set and hit and then just 
trying to figure it out. Like I already know exactly what I'm striving for. I'm back in the gym next day and that's what's going to keep you going. And you know, goals are just endless. Like there's so many things, like it could be a cardio goal. It could be a performance goal. It could be a muscle up goal. Like Josh said, like there's just so many different things. And I just think this is the number one thing to help you succeed and get results, not for the next two months, but for the long run. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. As usual on Mailbox Monday, we answer your questions, go over our thoughts, share a client shout out, share some quotes. We want to just inject some motivation for this week. Uh, it's Monday. You got a fresh start to the week. You know, the week's ahead of you. You can do anything. You know, just start with something small if you're not feeling like on the path. You know, take at least one thing from this episode and take action on it because, you know, um, what is it? Knowledge is power only when applied. applied yep. uh, so, you know, we don't want you to just listen to everything, never acting on it. So take something, you know, challenge yourself this week, really make it count. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace. And as always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope we could bring enough value to help you all become fitter, healthier, and happier within your fitness journey and lifestyle. And if you could, we have an amazing goal right now of 200 reviews on iTunes so more people can discover this show. And it would mean the world if you could take some time to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can do that by going ahead to the App Store and downloading the podcasting app, searching Fit Healthy and Happy Podcast, clicking five stars, doing a short little write-up. And for doing that, we actually want to get some free gifts sent out to you. So in order to claim those gifts, leave that review, take a screenshot, post it to your story, and tag our Instagram at ColossusFit, C-O-L. L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T and for being an amazing person and helping us you know get to this goal and sticking around during this podcast we're gonna get some absolutely 100% free stuff sent out to you thank you so much for listening see you in the next episode